Blog Talk Radio. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. I'm your host, Todd Burroughs. You can find me at, on Twitter at Todd, T-O-D, from PA. That's Todd with one D from PA. Um, tonight we're going to be going over and covering a recent experts draft that I did in the Dynasty format. Uh, pretty basic formula, uh, you know, regular PPR with bonus for 300 and 100 of three points. Other than that, it's um, a deep dynasty where uh, we're drafting 35 rounds. And the other big kind of unusual thing is we're starting one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, two flex, one defense. I'm sorry, one tight end and one defense. So that is the setup um, to kind of give you a sense of what we're doing. Um, It's my first real um, dynasty league, and I got in with a bunch of guys who have a name in the industry. Mike Taglieri um, did it. He is the commissioner. Um, Jeff Donovan, Britt Devine, Michael Moore, uh, Pete Davidson, Leo P., I don't know his full name, uh, but he's a definitely does like 30 of these things. Ryan McDowell, Doug Moore, Joe Holka, Nathan Janke of PFF, Kenneth Nixon, and Brandon Marianne Lee. And that is a pretty outstanding group. Joining me to cover this on a night where preseason football is going on, I will digress one little bit with preseason football, and I'll say it can really stink when the guys who are supposed to not be playing much score a lot, like it's going on tonight. But um, the night is still young and still have hope that uh, some of our second-half guys can come through. So back to the gentleman I'm joined by. His name is Ryan Kania. He is from ffcouchcoach.com. He is also um, a commissioner of a best ball dynasty league, which was technically my first ever dynasty. This is my second. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me, Todd. Glad to be here tonight. No problem, no problem. So um, you've done a lot of dynasty leagues. I mean, FF Couch Coach, where who kind of hosts this podcast, as well is a, a, a big Dynasty League website. Go there and check out writers like Ryan at ffcouchcoach.com. Um, how many Dynasty Leagues have you done in your life, and how many are you currently doing? Uh, you know, every Dynasty that I joined, I still am a part of. And I 
saying without counting them between 10 and 15 dynasty leagues right now. Wow. Um, does that create any issues for you as it relates to, um, you know, you got to set a lineup every week. Is that correct? You do. Um, I just run with my studs, keep it simple, watch out for injuries, try to manage my rosters the best I can. I do slip every every now and then. I also play daily fantasy, so, you know, yep. it gets busy on the weekends. Yeah, I mean, and, and during the week. I mean, that is a lot of uh, – that's a lot of lines. And for anyone who's not watching the games, Derek Henry of Alabama has just scored a touchdown – for the Titans, he is doing pretty well today. Seven carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. DeMarco Murray blew up a long one. Um, so that, that's going to be an interesting situation to keep an eye on uh, as we move forward here. So, Ryan, you are a, a, a dynasty expert. I'm a bit of a newbie. I have done another hobby in football called simulation where I built teams from scratch. So this isn't completely my first rodeo. That would be a bit of a misconception. But it is my first real full dynasty football league, and I'm interested to see your thoughts on not only my drafts but everyone's. Uh, What were your thoughts on the format with the starting three running backs, four wide receiver, two flex, and only one each of the other positions? Uh, I think it's a good format. I'm playing a couple of similar leagues like that with the uh, dual flex, but it's usually only start minimum two running backs and three wide receivers. So to have that much starting, is uh, it, it makes for you trying to get more core players up front as opposed to chasing the youth right away. Yeah, one of the things that I pointed out to the commissioner that I, you know, he kind of disagreed with me about is that I think injuries all the more could decide a league with this kind of, <clears throat> and that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you if you build good backups, it's it's good. But when you've got so many people already on a roster and you've got an injury and you've got a, st- you know, there's going to be a lot of teams I think. St- you know, getting zeros uh, as you move through the season. Well, in another way, it can also promote some activity throughout the league um, during the season where you might see a couple more trades happen. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point, and it, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, my personal feeling on trades is the more experts you have, the less trades you tend to have. Um What's your experience? As, you know, to me, the leagues that seem to have the most trading are the leagues that have a couple fish in them, and then it's kind of a race to the bottom with those guys. Um, leagues with a lot of smart people, it, 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 it makes it tougher to make trades, I've found. Uh, what, what's your experience? Yeah, I mean, uh, most leagues that I'm in, I'm, I'm pretty active, and, and most other owners are and there's a lot of smart people in them. It really depends on the strategies that they go with. Some are win now, some are win later, and there's always a deal to be had. Yep, and so um, we found that also in this draft. We had a couple people, and and it was interesting because it, it, it wasn't surprising to me 
the one guy who immediately seemed to go for that win-now strategy was Britt Devine. And then you started seeing other owners realizing what he was doing and starting to take some of the older players so he couldn't get them all. Um, and I guess, you know, my comment at the time was, well, you've got a DFS guy. He's used to winning right away and thinking like a DFS player. So I, I think the setup is really interesting with the type of guys we have here. So I'm interested to get in your thoughts. Um, we're going to start out, folks, by going through the first two rounds, and then we'll go um, team by team, and we'll get a sense of what Ryan's thoughts are on each team. So pick number one went to D. Moore NFL. Uh, Doug Moore, he took Odell Beckham. Um, I thought that was probably the smart move. Um, any comments on OD, uh, OBJ going first? You know, I really don't have any comments. This is uh... – hands down, top three wide receiver in a startup. Yeah, I mean, if I was picking at 1-1, I definitely would have taken him, and not just because I'm a Giant fan, but, um, you know, Brown's got a few more years on him, and I think you can argue that any year going forward that Odell Beckham could be the number one player uh, ahead of him. So uh, I thought that was a good pick. It was followed by Britt Devine taking Antonio Brown, Joe Holka taking DeAndre Hopkins, and PFF Moore taking Julio Jones. And then Waz, who's another one of our FF Couch Coach guys, took Amari Cooper. Um, any thoughts on on kind of how they came off the board? Um, I like the first four. No real arguments there. Um, they could have went in any order depending on who you like. And uh, I'd say Waz, I do like Amari Cooper, but if I have Amari Cooper and somebody comes up to me and offers me Allen Robinson straight up, I'm making that trade. So I probably would have taken Allen Robinson at number five. I I was a little surprised myself, I have to be honest. I would have taken Allen Robinson there, and I might have taken Mike Evans too. Um so uh, we head into 1-6. Jeff Donovan took Allen Robinson. Rotobon took Mike Evans. And I apologize to any of the owners. I said your names when we started. And we'll do it again when we look at your teams. But I can only go through the draft board. I just don't know all of you well enough yet to um, say your names. I think Rotobon is Pete Davidson. Uh, he took Mike Evans at 1-7. Leo, who Siga underscore FF, took Keenan Allen. Uh, and then Ryan McDowell, uh, 23, took Ezekiel Elliott. Any thoughts on that next group of four? Zeke, the first running back off the board. I love that pick. Running behind the Dallas offensive line. And uh, nothing but bright, bright future in front of him, in my opinion. Uh, Keenan yeah, Allen. Uh, he, he, you oh, like him ahead of Todd Gurley? I do. I do. Todd Gurley's going to have to work a lot harder than Zeke Elliott will. That's my opinion. Well, and I, I can't argue that. Um, you know, I took Gurley first in SFB 480, but a lot of that was based on the carries. I think there's no arguing that Zeke Elliott has got the better tools at catching the ball out of the backfield and um, he definitely has the better OL. Um, 
At 110, Nate Janke, who's a big numbers guy, took Sammy Watkins. Uh, if you remember, I took Sammy in the second round in our best ball, and um, he took Sammy ahead of a couple other people that I like. Um, and then Brandon took Brandon Lee took Rob Gronkowski, and I took A.J. Green. I was pretty happy to see A.J. Green there, and we can get into my strategy more um, when we go and go through my team. But what are your thoughts on Watkins, Gronk, and A.J. Green? Anything you might have done different there? Uh, probably not. Those are all very good picks for where they were taken. Uh, yep. I, I, I mean, I, you know, to me, Gronk scares me a little because of how much he's gotten dinged up the last couple of years, um, you know, from a dynasty perspective, but from a perspective of him being the best tight end of all time and still having, you know, uh, he's still pretty young. Uh, you know, you can't argue that pick. He wasn't on my radar simply because I had more of a wide, you know, I wanted to get wide receivers early, but um, you can't argue Gronk at 111. I took A.J. Green. And then Mike Taglieri took Des Bryant at 113. Thoughts on taking Des there? Well, I like Des Bryant. He's the uh, number one wide receiver on his team. Definitely big red zone guy. And uh, I've taken him before as my first pick recently this uh, past year. So All right. I, you know, to me, again, you know, I've been down on him a little bit, worried, and then he went out and caught a touchdown pass today, looked like the old Des Bryant. If he's the old Des Bryant, there's no arguing the pick. I get a little wonky about these foot injuries, but that's just me. Um, and then Nixon was on the turn, and he took Todd Gurley and Alshon Jeffrey. Two pretty good picks, no? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Alshon's going to be playing for his money, and Todd Gurley, he is, uh, he's my number one running back in Dynasty right now. Yep, and then um, something interesting happened, and I got to look up what it was. So I was on the board, and I was going to take Brandon Cooks, but I put the um, I put a, the word out that I was interested in trading, and I got Waz to bite. And I want to give you the trade. Just give me a second. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to look up transactions. I should have done that. Ah, uh, here we go. All right. So Waz gave up pick two ten, three five, and six ten. And I gave up two three five twelve and six three. Thoughts on that deal? Uh, pretty fair deal. And uh, Waz jumping up to get Brandon Cooks, uh, a young stud wide receiver with uh, with Drew Brees delivering the pill to him. I, I can't blame him for making that trade. No, I, and I couldn't and- either. My, my my job was to get as much out of the deal as I could and hope that someone I liked nearly as much fell to me at 210 and that the difference between, you know, the difference between 3-5 and 5-12 is, you know, almost, you know, more than 30 picks. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that played out. Um, we go down and uh, lights out. Mike Taglieri took David Johnson. I, I went over that already. And then Brandon... 
took Le'Veon Bell. Thoughts on Le'Veon Bell at 2-4? Well, he only fell because of the risk, and that's that's my deal with him. He has some red flags on him. Can't seem to uh, keep himself clean. And uh, if he could just stay clean, there's no doubt in my mind he stays a, a top three back, and that will be a steal. Yeah, well, you've got Bell and Gronk, and if Bell does play well, she's going to be a contender to win right out of the gate. Um, follow that up with Nate Janke taking Devontae Parker, Ryan Dante Moncrief, Leo took Jarvis Landry, and then I, I, I thought a little bit possibly of a reach, although he was on my board for a couple picks later as well, Corey Coleman going at 2 8. Any thoughts on those uh, four, Parker, Moncrief, Landry, and Coleman, and the order that they were taken? Hmm. I mean, Parker, I, I like Moncrief the best of that group. And then you're still taking chances with Devontae Parker and Corey Coleman not being able to show much yet. And Jarvis Landry, he's a good PPR pick, but his upside is limited just playing from the slot. So, yeah, and then uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. So Demarius Thomas goes at two nine, which I really, again, you know, with his age, I love Demarius Thomas, the player, twenty nine years old. I was very happy to see T Y Hilton at two ten. I like Moncrief as much, if not more, than Hilton. But, you know, to see Hilton go after him, he's still young, explosive on a good offense. I was pretty happy when you think about dropping back from Cooks to Hilton. Um, I didn't think that was a big drop-off. How about you? No, no, I don't think it was at all. And Hilton's value has been suppressed basically because of the injury to Andrew Luck last year. Um, It's a great time to pick him up if you can. Yeah, I was I was pretty excited there. It, it really made that whatever else happened with the trade, you know, the fact uh, that my, you know, the, the that part, you know, because after Hilton, the next few guys I don't have on that level. Um, we'll finish out the second round with Lamar Miller, Randall Cobb, Devontae Freeman to Britt Devine, Lamar Miller to PFF Moore. Joe Holka took Randall Cobb, and then Doug Moore took Jordan Reed. So, you know, to me, I love Lamar Miller's spot this year, but a running back versus a wide receiver in Dynasty. Why don't we stop for a second and talk a little bit about um, how do you feel about going wide receiver versus running back early? Well, if I'm playing a PTR league like this, where I can start up to six wide receivers. I'm going to draft as many wide receivers as I can until the actual running back hits value that I like. Because over the past couple of years, just watching running back value, it just it, it plummets overnight where the wide receivers seem to hold their value at least and give you the production. So I, I agree, and, and I mean, I, again, when I see Hilton there, if Hilton was gone and I had to choose from that group, um, I, I, I might have been a little bummed. 
And, you know, so, uh, again, I was really happy that Jeff took Demarius Thomas, leaving me Hilton. Um, you know, you can, you know, and, and again, not based on talent, but based on that I like them similarly. Well, I like Thomas more in general, but you, you, you do gain a few years there. Um, yeah. And there's, uh, there are some questions as to quarterback in Denver over the next, you know, couple years uh, that could bring them closer together. So that ends the second round. Um, you ready to go to some of the teams? Sure, sure. Do you have those in front of you? I do. All right. So we'll we'll just start, um, you know, from the top down and lights out Mike Taglieri. He ended up with Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Matt Ryan, um, at running back, you know, we've got so many picks. I'm just going to hit the, some of the better, you know, the earlier guys. He's got Jeremy Hill, David Johnson, uh, Thomas Rawls, Christine Michael, Carlos Williams at running back. And he hit wide receiver pretty hard with Kamar Aiken, John Brown, Des Bryant. Um, he took Josh Gordon, you know, fairly early, I thought. Justin Hardy, Stephen Hill, Justin Hunter, Marquise Lee, Cordell Patterson, um, Torrey Smith, one of the big wide receivers he took, tight end he has Delaney Walker, and a couple of defenses. What are your thoughts on the Lights Out franchise? Uh, I like his franchise. Uh, you know, looking, taking from the top at the quarterbacks, he's got two starting quarterbacks in a 14-team league, plus Lane Gabbert, who might end up starting himself. And Looks like 49ers, he will. Yeah, 49ers could be passing a lot this year, too, with the uh, losing record that they're projected to have. So that could pan out for him in value-wise. His running backs, looks like he's slated to start Rawls, Johnson, and Hill. I mean, how can you, how can you disagree with that? He's got a, a good set of starting wide receivers with Aiken, John Well, Brown. remember, he's got to start four of them. Yeah, the wide receivers. Three running backs. we yep. got to start At minimum. Four, four, uh, th- yeah, three running back, four wide receiver minimum. Oh, yeah. And Josh Gordon, if he comes back to form, he's pretty much a steal for him. And pairing him up with Des Bryant, that's two number one wide receivers right there, saying that Josh Gordon does come back to form. Um, I, I think it's worth the gamble. And you still got John Brown, Kamar Aiken. His target share could go up if Steve Smith doesn't last throughout the year. And then he's also got two tight ends here with great target share in Delaney Walker and Antonio Gates. So, you know, I, I like his starting core of his team. And then taking it, a shot it looks at the like receiver. a core, though. It, it looks like a core, a, a, a win now core, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see a little bit of age in there. So I would say some of the guys are begging for win now. And, you know, me personally, if these guys don't win now this year and it looks like it's going downhill, I I start to contemplate, do I sell off some of these guys and and get some shots? Yep. Well, what my strategy was to – not give up on age, but try and get guys who were almost as good now, but also were young. That, you know, to me, that's what I always, 
that's when I think dynasty, that's what I want to do. I don't want to, you know, it seems like a lot of guys either play for now or play for later. I never want to, I never want to play for later. And I, you know, I I don't want to sell out completely for now either. So we'll, we'll get to my team a little later. Um, Next up is Waz's team. He has Mariota and Osweiler. Again, you only have to start one quarterback here. And so quarterback is definitely not as much of a priority. Arian Foster, Jeremy Langford, Latavius Murray, Chris Thompson um, are his, you know, really the only running backs who could do anything now. Uh, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cook, Samari Cooper, Farrow Cooper, who's a good young prospect, Alan Hearns. Uh, Rashard Matthews is a guy who looks like he's got a starting job. Rashard Perriman, Kenny Stills, Terrell Williams, uh, Kendall Wright, tight end, uh, Brait. Um, that that looks like the weakest part of his team. He's got a couple decent prospects. I like Michael Pruitt. Um, what, what are your thoughts on Waz's team? Yeah, Waz's team looks okay to me. Um, Looks like he has maybe three running backs, really shallow core for as deep of a league as it is and for how many wide receivers that he went with. Um, you know, but he does have Chris Thompson with a decent floor. You're not going to get the upside of, you know, when Aaron Foster's running ham, but Aaron Foster won't run ham for a whole 16 weeks, most likely. <laughs> most likely. And he's not going to be around for long. Uh his wide receiver core, I like it. I like Tyler Boyd. That's a great pick. And then the trade-up that he made for Brandon Cooks to have him paired up with Amari Cooper, that's that's some core players that he'll have for a long time. There's production and the insulation that you were just talking about that you like with your teams. Alan Hearns, so, he's, he's had a good start. So, so let's, uh, let's go and finish this trade. So... Um, you know, we already discussed um, the two guys, Hilton and Cooks. I took Andrew Luck at 3-5. I wasn't planning on taking a quarterback there. But if mm-hmm. you look, the next couple players were Jordan Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, Treadwell, Lockett, Shepard, Floyd, and, and uh, none of those guys <laughs> were jumping out at me or any of the running backs. So, I took what I thought was the best long-term quarterback and a guy who would be the first pick in any dynasty draft up until a couple years ago when this whole wide receiver way of handling dynasty became more popular. Um, We go down into the fifth round and what, who did he get from me? 512. He took Tyler Boyd at 512 and then he got Latavius Murray at 6-3. So Cooks, Boyd, and Murray, I got Hilton, Luck, and at 6-10 I took Sammy Coates. So that's the final trade. Um, any thoughts on the, the way the trade ended up? Well, you got the uh, you got probably the longest-term player in Andrew Luck taking the second quarterback off the board. Um I like to be wide receiver heavy. I like his side a little better with the players that he got. Um, 
I'm not a believer in coats. I think that's the real deal breaker for me. That's about it. Gotcha. Well, but after it's, yesterday, it's not a bad um, trade at all. You could be. You could. Be, you know, Coates is. You know, he's. Yeah, he's uh, he's a little risky, but uh, he's got a tremendous amount of upside. Um, hindsight, I, 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 you know, the guy that I might have taken had he been there um, that went off a couple picks before, if memory serves, was um, Dorsett. Let me yeah. check that. That's the way that came about. Six. Yeah, Dorsett went two picks before me. He would have been the pick. And, uh, you know, I got close to getting a, a, the ultimate indie stack and uh, just fell a little short. So um, I took Coates. All right, so we're going to go back. We're going to look at Jeff Donovan's team, uh, Phillip Rivers and Big Ben. He's got two outstanding, if older, quarterbacks. Uh, but with quarterback, you only have to start one. I think you're always going to be able to get a quarterback in this league fairly reasonably. Um, Jay Ajayi, Jamal Charles. So, you know, right away you're thinking he's playing for now. Eddie Lacy, C.J. Spiller at wide receiver. He's got Bolden, um, Martavis Bryant he took a chance on. He's got Jeremy Davis, Jordan Matthews, Allen Robinson, and Demarius. Dwayne Allen and uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins at tight end. So this is another one of the teams that looks like it's going for now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, but he's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of youth sprinkled in there. Yep, uh, absolutely. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty heavy with now. So. Yeah, he's pretty heavy with now, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this league, the way the payout goes, if you win it, you get seven hundred bucks. That's seven years of uh, of entry fees. So, um, you know, if, if you, even if you get like a second and a third the first two years, you know, you've paid for, you know, your rebuild for quite a while. Now, we're going to yeah. go to another guy who I haven't looked at the full roster, but as we were going, as I mentioned, Britt Devine of uh, Roto Grinders, he, being a DFS guy, seemingly was going for now. He's got Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith at quarterback. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Isaiah Crowell, Josh Ferguson, a good young guy, Devontae Freeman, Mark Ingram, uh, picked up Jaquiz Rogers and Terrence West late. Uh, wide receiver, he's got Abraderis, Tavon Austin, Antonio Brown, um, Chris Hogan, Dontrell Inman, Charles Johnson, Curse, Brandon Marshall, Jordy Nelson, Ebron and Jesse James at tight end. So thoughts on that team? Um, again, uh, he mixed in some youth, but definitely leaning a little towards trying to win now. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got the uh, high upside of Kirk Cousins, if he can reflect what he did last season. But the uh, safe floor of Alex Smith to back him up if the uh, plan falls out. I like the quarterbacks there. And then... His, his running backs are nice. Probably starting Ingram, Freeman, and Crowell throughout the weeks. And I see some young PTR backs there. Taking that shot on Terrence West isn't bad. His wide receivers, Antonio Brown. How you can argue with that? And then he's got two other number one wide receivers that roll out every week in Brandon Marshall and Jordy Nelson, along with Tavon Austin. 
the uh, tight ends are good, too, between Eric Ebron. And I've been touting Jesse James' name all year, even after the Ladarius Green signing. Yeah, I like James, and uh, I wish I had drafted him some more. Um, Yeah, and and something I'm noticing right now is some teams are a little older, some teams are a little younger, but what you're seeing here is a lot of talent in drafting. I mean, I haven't seen one team yet where I could say, I don't like what they did. Um, And, you know, so I think you've got very good, what you would expect from such smart people, um, some pretty even teams. Um, go on to Pete Davidson's team of Rotobon. He's got Drew Brees, Joe Flacco, and Tony Romo at quarterback, Amir Abdullah, Darius Jackson, Matt Jones with Keith Marshall, Adrian Peterson. So that's definitely, uh, other than Abdullah, a older running back core. Kelvin Benjamin, Corey uh, Coleman, Chris Conley, Philip Dorsett, Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, and Marcus Wheaton at wide receiver. Um, So you're seeing older running backs mixed with uh, young wide receivers, which is a strategy I like. Um, He's got some interesting tight end prospects, uh, a bunch of them. Vance McDonald, Jeff Heurman, Trey Burton, Jay Samaro. Um, thoughts on Pete Davidson's team? Pretty balanced. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like the team. He he sprinkled a lot in with the most productive areas of uh, wide receiver and running back. And he took some later shots on the tight end. Some of them I like, like against McDonald with Jason Morrow. And most, what stuck out to me most is that this is a 14 team league. Positional scarcity becomes real quick. And he's got one, two, three, four starting quarterbacks. I'm counting one as a starting quarterback because there's so much draft capital there. It's just a matter of time before it happens. Now, if each team needs two quarterbacks, that's 28 quarterbacks. So No, no, you only start one quarterback. Yeah, but it's, each team needs a quarterback. Oh, I so, see what you're saying, right. You know, by logic, you need two quarterbacks. So, that would be balance would be two quarterbacks each team with four left over. That would be starting 32 teams. And that's not deducting bye weeks. So he's got some trade bait right there that he'll probably use in the future to improve his team when somebody really needs a quarterback. I like this team. Yeah. No, I, I, out of all the teams we've seen so far, this one jumps out at me a little bit. Again, nothing against any of the other teams, but out of the ones we've seen so far, this one is jumping out at me a little bit. So we go to Michael Moore, not the documentary filmmaker, but the gentleman who works for Pro Football Focus. Um, He has got Aaron Rodgers, who he took above um, Andrew Luck, uh, and Matt Stafford at quarterback, Frank Gore, Rashad Jennings, Doug Martin, Lamar Miller, Theo Riddick, um, Darren Sproles, a really, really good running back core, wide receiver Edelman, Garcon, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Vincent Jackson, Julio Jones, um, you know, a couple other older guys mixed in. Definitely um, a lot of balance in the running back 
wide receiver as far as but the wide receivers being older um other than Julio that 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 would concern me a little bit uh Kobe Fleener who is everyone's favorite tight end this year the guy who he replaced Ben Watson and Jason Witten at tight end um thoughts on this team this team is a little too old for my liking there's just too much old on it he's got he's got a lot of firepower for this year but I don't know what will be left after the year after that. So Yeah, I, I think that uh I, I look you know, he's got a couple guys, Lamar Miller, Doug Martin. You know, he, he will have some guys that if he doesn't you know, even if he wins year one, he'll have some chips to trade for draft picks. Um, you know, and Julio. So I wouldn't you know, I wouldn't say the cupboard is gonna be bare if he wins. Um, but if he wins, he might have to trade all those, you know, those guys for uh, for, for youth and, and make good trades in what promises to be, uh, you know, a, a tough tough league to make some good uh, trades in. So uh, yeah, I, this yeah, is an I, expert. This is an expert's league. It's going to be really hard to rebuild. So you know, but I'm not going to doubt him. He's an expert. I'm just a student <laughs> of the game. Now, Leo, my memory of Leo is that he was definitely playing for the future. Um, you know, I think he said that in chat. Jay Cutler, uh, Fitzpatrick at quarterback, uh, Cardell Jones and Paxton Lynch at running back, Tyler Gaffney, Derek Henry, Duke Johnson, Jarek McKinnon, DeAndre Washington. I mean, a lot of, lot of young guys there. Keenan Allen, Devin Funches, Jarvis Landry, Brian Quick, uh, Smelter, Jalen Strong, Mike Thomas, and Laquan Treadwell. Again, you know, really, really heavy youth. Tight end Zach Ertz and a couple prospects. Thoughts on, you know, uh, it's an obvious attempt to build for the future. How do you think he did in, in what he was trying to accomplish? Oh, this is your your textbook build for the future team. He's got his core players, and then he's got his young upside players for down the road. And I'm pretty sure he's done plenty of scouting for them. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got he does a ton of these. Older, yeah, he's got two older quarterbacks there, but I see them more as bridge players, and his younger quarterbacks are running quarterbacks. If they pan out, man, that's going to be great points wise. So. Yeah, I, I look at Cutler and Fitzpatrick as more placeholders that he took. Um, probably that was the value on the board at the time. You know, maybe he thinks he can trade them during the year. Um, if uh, if people are doing, you know, are going for it, he might, you know, sometimes you just pick up guys with the hope of trading them. Um, well, well and, if you know how and, to spin quarterbacks, oh, I'm sorry. If yeah, no, I, I quarterbacks. Those are the two quarterbacks last year that I won a championship with in a one quarterback league. Yeah, no, they're uh, the, the, yeah, that's my point. My point is that you know, even though it might at first glance look like it doesn't fit into the rest of his strategy, um, they they could be used to you know, and and depending on exactly where he got them, my guess is he just felt they were the best value on the board. Um, all right, so we get over to my team. I definitely came into this thinking 
that I wanted to go zero running back and heavy youth wide receivers simply because the fact that, and, and they, again, they didn't have to be the youngest guys in the league, but guys who were just entering or in the midst of their prime along with some good young wide receivers. Um, and, and typically what I did with every two picks, because I picked near the end in the beginning, um, I wanted to draft one guy who was more of a prospect with one guy who was more for right now, but still young. So my team, you've got Andrew Luck at quarterback. Um, I got Jimmy Garoppolo, who I happen to be very, very high on. Uh, Sam Bradford, who is a starter now and uh, maybe I can get something for. Mike Glennon, again, the guy who's got a chance to start. Uh, my zero running backs are De- Devontae Booker, Mike Davis, Sean Drawn, Ryan Matthews, Bilal Powell, James Starks, Fitzgerald Toussaint, Shane Vereen, and Danny Woodhead. My wide receivers are Doug Baldwin, um, Sammy Coates, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Robert Woods, and a tight end. I got a young tight end that I happen to like a lot in Clive Walford, mixed in with a kind of now tight end in Zach Miller. Thoughts on my team and the strategy? Uh, It's a good team. Uh, your quarterback's Mike Glennon. He's in a contract year. Who knows where he ends up next year? Andrew Luck, that's your solid number one there. Anything else after that doesn't really matter, does it? Um, your running backs, I like those. You got Ryan Matthews for now. He's going he's gonna to pound it out as much as he can this year. Bilal Powell, he's on the up and coming. He uh, had a really good end of last year. And Woodhead, he's one of my favorites. He's 30 years old, but you know, I just love the guy in PPR leagues. Booker's probably going to have some decent work in Denver. I've got him on more than a few rosters. Your uh, starting wide receivers, I like those between Baldwin, Green, Hilton. Uh, got to ask you about Calvin Johnson. You think he's coming back at all? Um, I got him in the 24th round. Yeah. So I, it doesn't matter to me at that point. You know, I feel like it's a dart throw. Yeah. And the ability to get a guy like Cal. See, here's my theory. My theory is if you have someone you really love, you take them, right? If not, you want to take someone who has the potential to bring you value. You know, so even if there's only a 10 to 15 chance that Calvin Johnson uh, comes in as a, you know, comes back. Even mm-hmm. if he takes this year and next year off, if he comes back at 32-33, you know, what's he going to be, a third, fourth-round pick? Um, you know, versus who else I could get in the 24th round of an expert draft? So, to yeah. me, the risk-reward was there with Calvin. Yeah, and then real quick, your tight ends, I like them both. I have them on a few rosters. Zach Miller, Clive Walford, both very cheap, both productive. Clive Walford being the younger one of the two. And then, once again, back to positional scarcity. You have four defenses that you can not only stream, but those are trading chips for later on down the road when somebody needs a five-week defense. That was exactly my thought. I took Tennessee in the 30th round or something. I already had three. Um, I got sniped a little bit on Jacksonville. I took Oakland hoping Jacksonville would make it back to me. They didn't. So I took Buffalo with Rex Ryan. 
I think Atlanta's an up-and-coming defense. And, and again, you know, I, I haven't played Dynasty before, but I've played Simulation Dynasty. And it's all about if, you, if you've got a guy you love, great. If not, it's about trying to get a chip to trade. And yeah. the goal is to always make a better trade and get more back than what it's worth. You know, he really wanted Brandon Cooks, so I feel like, you know, you might not like Sammy Coates, but if someone loves Sammy Coates, they would think that I killed on that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it wasn't much of a drop-off to Hilton. I got Andrew Luck, and then I got Sammy Coates. So, um, you know, that's going to be kind of the linchpin to that trade. But I got a lot of my core young guys I like. I'm very high on Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, I like Robert Woods. I think he's a, a, a good under the radar guy who could give me, you know, he's not a starter for me, but he can, he can start any week. There's a buy. So, um, yeah. and I, I really I like Clive Walford. Yeah. I What's don't that? doubt Robert Woods. I don't doubt Robert Woods' talent. Um, it's the same thing that kind of suppresses Sam Watkins ADP from being one of the top three is just the, uh, the target volume there. It's just not high enough in Buffalo right now. No, and that, but that can change if Rex gets himself fired. And yeah. I think when you take Sammy Watkins in the first round or second round of these dynasties, you, you know, you're figuring that Rex is going to implode at one point and that, you know, someone else is going to come in. So that, that was the thought there. Um, yeah, sound, so, you know, over, over situation. Overall, you know, overall, for my first dynasty, I, I feel like I executed according to my plan. I mean, I got sniped a couple times where there was people that I wanted at running back, and I ended up having to take the second guy instead. Um, but, you know, I got a lot of young wide receivers mixed with a bunch of good streaming options at running back. I got Walford at tight end. I got luck. You know, again, my thought is a tight end and a quarterback, if I can get Walford and luck and not have to worry about the position, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo to me is a guy who, you know, in that offense, I mean, he could be a top five, six, seven quarterback once Brady retires, which is going to happen eventually. And, you know, I took him to be a, a, a trade chip down the line. All right, exactly. on to the next Smart team. Um, on to the next team. I, you know, I thought I did okay. That, that I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not sitting here doing a hula dance, you know, that, I'm, that I think I killed it. But, um, you know, I think I did okay. All right, we're on to Doug Moore. Um, Doug has Tyrod Taylor and Jameis Winston. Um, Got to really like those two. Um, I'm not as much of a Winston guy as some, but uh, – a lot of smart people really like him. C.J. Anderson, Cameron Artis Payne. Uh, he's got two guys, the two guys behind uh, Langford in Kadeem Carey and Jordan Howard, Carlos Hyde, Chris Ivory, uh, Dwayne Washington at running back, at wide receiver, Odell Beckham, Travis Benjamin, uh, Jamison Crowder. Got some good prospects and Kenny Lawler and Roger Lewis, Jeremy Macklin, uh, Braxton Miller, J.J. Nelson. So that's there. Uh, unfortunately, he took Ladarius Green <clears throat> before the news, uh, but he's got Jordan Reed, so he shouldn't be too disappointed. 
and he's only got one defense. So that is Doug's team. Thoughts on his team? Ryan? Lost Ryan. Hold on. I'm going to try and get Ryan back, everyone. All right. Message. I will get back to you as soon as possible. You could also. Oops. We're going to try this again. Hopefully, we can get him back on. Uh, The vagaries of live podcasting. I tend to enjoy it and the different things that can go on during a live podcast, but at times like this, uh, you lose your guy. Ryan, you there? Yes, I'm here. All right. So I read off uh, Doug Moore's team. Thoughts on it? Um, Doug Moore's team. Jeez, I've really got thrown off to the side there. But, yeah, I like his two quarterbacks, uh, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor, who just got his extension. A little bit more of a uh, warm, comfy feeling there. And uh, C.J. Anderson, Carlos Hyde, Chris Ivory. Those are three great backs to start off with. And, of course, Odell Beckham, that 101, hands down. So much value there, so many points. You know, got all that age insulation, too. Jeremy Macklin, one of the older picks. Jamison Crowder is a nice young receiver. And uh, Jordan Reed, I like the guy. He can put up Gronk-like points, but, man, his health scares me. And uh, he needs a defense, so. He's got to make a deal out there somewhere. Well, I know a guy. I, I know a guy who knows a guy on the defense. Okay. I'm kidding. Okay. I have four, so he can call me. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple teams uh, here. There's there's two teams with four here, right? Well, what's interesting is I didn't take the Titans until very late, so he must <laughs> think. I mean, thirtieth round. He he. The last two defenses that were out there for six, seven rounds, the Titans and the Saints. So he must just not care. You know, I think he almost got to care. You got to you – know, defense isn't the biggest part. It's not going to net you this big old trade. It might be considered like a throw-in. But still, you, you want to be able to start a starting lineup every week. Am I right? I mean, I got four of them, so – you know how I feel. And and, and yeah. the other thing is with Dynasty, you know, unlike a, a, a player, if you've got a, a, you know, the Titans might not have the best defense in the league right now, and they certainly don't. Uh, but three three years from now, they could be, you know, the nuts. Um, four years yeah. from now, five years from now, they could be the nuts defense. So, you know, again, I don't know, you know, I don't follow college. I don't know a lot of these guys. Like, you know, that's where, you know, I've got my tricks and my, you know, different ways of that I've been good in simulation dynasty. Um, these guys know the young guys better than I do. Uh, to me, a defense, I know what it's going to do. It was an asset that's not going to get devalued at any point. So that's why I like to having four of them. Mm-hmm. Now, I do see a couple of uh, names here at tight end that I don't even recognize. Maybe maybe he knows something that we don't. Uh, 
he, uh, Matt Lacoste, Matt Lacoste, I do know, being a Giants fan, um, okay. he actually could see the field um, during this year because the other two guys they have aren't blocking backs. I think he is going to be their blocking tight end, and maybe he can do something. And if he can catch and block, he could take over that starting tight end job. I don't know Grimble, um, but I've been known to grumble. So um, I think we should go on to Ryan McDowell's team. All righty. All right. So we've got Ryan Tannehill, Russell Wilson, uh, Mark Sanchez, a couple young guys also, Kenyon Drake, Zeke Elliott, Tyler Irvin, Byron Marshall, C.J. Procease, uh, Wendell Smallwood, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, and Jonathan Williams. So he mixed age with youth there pretty darn well. Um, he's got uh, at wide receiver, besides a couple prospects that I recognize in Burbage, Core, and D.J. Foster, who I all think have a chance. He's got Marvin Jones, Tyler Lockett, Dante Moncrief, Chris Moore, uh, another guy picked up Eddie Royal maybe to start a few weeks this year and Emmanuel Sanders. So, um, again, uh, re- I think he's he's got some really good prospects on his two key, you know, the two areas he really got to start. Jordan Cameron, Jared Cook are two of my favorite MFL 10 tight ends and Greg Olson. So a very interesting team, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love this team right here. Uh, he's got the uh, positional scarcity of quarterback there. I don't, I don't think Mark Sanchez is long at Denver for being a quarterback, but still he is Russell Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. Russell Wilson being one of the higher scoring quarterbacks in the league. And he has a lot more youth than he does age here, but his age that he does have is productive. So, you know, it, it builds his core with all these bridge players while these younger ones come up. It's a great team. Yeah, no, I I really like what he's done. Um, you know, I don't know that he's going to, you know, compete year one, but I think he's mm-hmm. got an outside chance of competing year one if a few things go his way, and he's got a good exactly. young core. All right, Joe Holka, another uh, pro, smart guy. See him posting some things I can barely understand because they're very technical, and that's not my strength. Um but I admire that he can do it. Um, he's got R.G. Nee and Colin Kaepernick at quarterback, which is a bit of a punt, uh, I'd have to say. Um, running back, McFadden, Charles Sims, Spencer Ware, Chris Johnson, Ellington, Dunbar, Benny Cunningham. That's, that's about as zero running back as you can get. He's got a huge investment in the wide receiver class. Danny Amendola, Randall Cobb, uh, Doriel Green-Beckham, Richard Higgins, Andre Holmes, DeAndre Hopkins, Seth Roberts, uh, Aldrick Robinson, Steve Smith, Willie Sneed, Mike Wallace, Kevin White, and Albert Wilson, tight end Barnage, Eifert, Jimmy Graham, Kels, and Julius Thomas. Um, seems like the, the the deepest tight end group by far we've come across. You you can start three tight ends, but uh, that that's a, that's an interesting strategy. And again, one defense. Your thought on his team? I think he's going to be starting more than one tight end more than more often than not. 
Oh yeah, uh, with, there's no uh, doubt. With you know Eifert, Barnage, Kelf, and Thomas there. Um, thing is, there's not a tight end premium, but it does capitalize on the positional scarcity. There could be some trading pieces there. Uh, you know, receivers are like Kevin White, Hopkins, Randall Cobb, and, and DGB. Those are good. Uh, I, I I don't think you could rely on a fourth wide receiver to start there. And uh, how can you come up with a fifth and sixth? Uh, running backs, Charles Sims is the one I like best here. Spencer Ware might might come up sooner than not, depending on how how much more that Jamal Charles can hold up. His quarterbacks, I just kind of looked at them and, uh, you know, maybe reflect upon a couple of years ago. Uh, both the guys got sets of legs that can get you the rushing yards. Maybe they come back to life and he strikes gold on both of them. That would be something. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting team. It's not – it's one of my – I'm not I'm not a huge fan of, um, but he's a very smart guy, and he might know something I don't, um, you know. And again, he definitely has like the greatest tight ends in this league by a, a, a huge amount. So uh, we'll move on to another guy who definitely was building for the future, um, Nate Janke. I don't know if I pronounced that right, Nate. If you end up listening to this. Um, Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, A.J. McCarron. Um, there's your positional scarcity with young quarterbacks. Um, Kenneth Dixon, Melvin Gordon, Paul Perkins, uh, you know, T.J. Yeldon at running back. Uh, Justin Blackman, talk about my Calvin Johnson. Dart, Justin Blackman on the team, Josh Doxson. Kiaris Garrett, Andrew Hawkins, who looks like he's got the number two job, uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Devin Lucian of the Patriots, Devontae Parker, uh, Paul Richardson, Sterling Shepard of our, my Giants, and Sammy Watkins, just a lot of really good young names. Um, not really anything at tight end. A um, couple darts there and four defenses. So uh, your thoughts on uh, – Nate and his the way he went about building for the future. Uh, I like a lot of these young ones. Uh, running backs look good. I like Dixon, uh, Melvin Gordon, Paul Perkins, T.G. Eldon. All those guys can catch some passes and go. Uh, quarterbacks, I love Blake Bortles. I've uh, picked him up in a couple of my rebuild teams for cheap before last year. Uh, he's still got Brady, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr. I mean, he's got some real trade chips there between quarterback and the uh, defenses. He uh, really capitalized on that positional scarcity, and they'll be looking to wheel and deal some of those, I bet. Uh, and he's got tight defenses, too. I mean, he's oh, got he's got the He's got the nuts defense. I think I looked briefly at the draft, and it looked like he went from round 15 to like maybe twenty, and he got all these defenses. Somewhere <laughs> <in there. laughs> Everyone was kind of cracking on him for it, and uh, you yeah. know, again, that's not what I would have done. But he's a very, very—I mean, very, very smart guy. And I, I, you know, 
you know, uh, again, I just because, uh, you know, caveat folks, just because I don't like them doesn't mean that they're not right and I'm wrong. Definitely when it comes to these guys, they spend way more time on this. You know, I'm a 55, yeah. you know, 60 hour a week guy working who, who loves football and studies. And, you know, for an average guy, I know, okay. Um, but uh, these guys are a different level and uh, I wanted to see yeah. how I could do against them. So oh, we're going to go over. You jumped in there with I'm the sorry, sharks. And you jumped in there with the sharks, and and speaking on this, I haven't dealt enough team defenses and trades to tell you exactly how he's going to do this. But I'd be intrigued to see how it works out for him. Well, I, I, you know, again, unless I'm like really going to win it all. You know, if I'm just going to make the playoffs, I'm not going to give up much for a defense. You know, yeah, um, exactly. if I've got two defenses and I don't love them, but, you know, they're, they're playing on, you know, they're not on by the same week, you know, I'm just going to go with my defense and, and you, know, or I'll, you know, I'll make an offer where I'll give you one defense, you give me another defense, and I'll, you know, swap you my third round pick next year for your, you know, for your fourth. You know, I'm not going to oh, yeah. get, you know, I'm just not, I'm just going to, if I can't get a reasonable deal, I'm just going to suck it up on defense. Um, you know, I took four, but I took them much later when the, the pool thinned and I, you know, I, I didn't, um, you know, I didn't feel like I was uh, passing on people I really liked. Uh, next up, Brandon Lee. Uh, she, from memory, was a little older. We'll see as we go through. Eli Manning and Carson Palmer. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Giovanni Bernard. She sniped me on a couple of these running backs that I had queued up. LeGarrette Blount was one of them. Justin Forsett was another. Matt Forte, DeMarco Murray, who looks like he might be himself again um, now that he's not running out of the shotgun. Cole Beasley, Michael Crabtree, Victor Cruz, Eric Decker, Bruce Ellington. That is a guy I happen to like a lot, and she drafted him pretty early. Larry, but I might have taken him the next pick. I think that was another snipe. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, Ted Ginn, James Jones, Ruben Randall, and Cecil Shorts. Tight end, a guy that uh, I had queued up that she took, uh, Gavin Escobar, Gronk. Uh, which we talked about already, Lance Kendricks and Kyle Rudolph. Your thoughts on her team? Uh, it's, a, it's a little agey for me, but definitely some really good production within that age. Um, and there's enough young guys here to step up and, and take some of them roles should they, should they rise up. But it doesn't really look like one of my teams, I should say. Yeah, um, you know, again, I it, it's for for what we're trying to do here, it's a little old for what I wanted to do, but she certainly sniped me, uh, you know, and I, I hate that word, but you know, she picked in front yeah. of me and took a couple guys that I was going to draft if she hadn't. So we go oh, over yeah. to the last team, and that's Nixon. He's got Andy uh Doolin Dalton, Geno Smith and Cam Newton, so some serious quarterback power. Buck Allen Mike Gillisley, Todd Gurley, Deion Lewis, LaShawn McCoy, Alfred Morris, and Sharkandrick West. 
Devontae Adams, Aguilar, uh, Rashad Green, Alshon Jeffrey, Terrell Pryor, Golden Tate, and a tight end, Bennett, Clay, Virgil Green, Josh Hill. Um, thoughts on this team? Well, pretty good team. Pretty solid. Uh, I, I agree. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he, Cam Newton. I mean he's like got the third quarterback off the board. Yeah, yeah. He, I uh, I'm not a Cam guy, but yeah. I'm not a Cam guy. But you can't argue the, the, you know. I mean, if someone took him ahead of Luck, I I wouldn't have said anything. If someone took him ahead of Rogers, I wouldn't have said anything. Um, no, this is he's he's a rusher. I don't know the last time that he hasn't rushed for more than a hundred attempts on the year. There's also a four-point passing touchdown league, and he puts it over the goal line himself, flushing it in. So there's the extra two every time he does that. Uh, for dynasty, guy production. For dynasty, my only thing with him is, you know, these running quarterbacks, as they get older, they do it less. And yeah. that was the deciding factor. Now, we're talking about the difference between – you know, let's say on my board I had for a quarterback a 95 grade on Andrew Luck and a 94 grade on Cam Newton. Um, but my question is five years from now, or let's say even I've got a 97 Newton and 93 Luck now, my question is I think that Luck will still be a 93 five years from now, but I wonder where Cam Newton's going to be five years from now. Yeah. If he's still yeah. going to be, you know – if he's going to still be giving you that kind of rushing uh, totals in five years. So that was my question, and I think he can flip a coin, and, and, and one is going to be right and one's going to be wrong. Oh, yeah. So All right. So our, those are the teams. Um, those. I'm sorry. Were you going to say something before? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to get off the running backs here between uh, – Todd Gurley, LaShawn McCoy, Deion Lewis. Those are those are great starts. And, uh, yeah, he's he's got great running backs. And, uh, yeah. you know, again, my strategy was to try and get my starters at wide receiver first. Um, but, mm-hmm. again, that's, it's, you know, that's what makes a draft interesting. If everyone was going for wide receivers, I'd be going for running backs. Because yeah. um, you know I'm not going to take someone down on my board just because of position. All right, he's so need, that finishes, he's going to need a couple. Sorry, go ahead. That finishes the 14 teams. Um, did you make any notes on who uh, a couple of your favorite teams were? Well, a couple of my favorite teams were definitely uh, Ryan McDowell's, and then I like uh, Leo Pease. Those were good teams. I like your team too. Those uh, definitely had wide receivers and running backs. Um, and uh, Rotobon, Pete Davidson. So I think my three favorite teams here were Ryan McDowell, Leo P, and Pete Davidson's teams. Great. Um, and I get, uh, what, what, what do you call that, an honorable mention. <laughs> oh, yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, now they got to go out and they got to play, um, and we got to see how it goes. But, uh, you know, from an initial perspective of swimming with sharks, 
to get an honorable mention, that's not too bad. No, no. You definitely uh, you definitely have a good team here. And it's all about the moves that you make along the way that you know, either brings you up or puts you down. Well, and, you know, look, right now all these young guys we have our opinions on, like when I took Devontae Booker, you know, a couple people were like, well, I like this guy better, I like that guy better. You know, no one's going to know. On Twitter the other day, someone was saying, you know, Adam Levitan posted that Jeremy Langford got all the snaps with Jay Cutler. And my mm-hmm. comment was, well, that's kind of what I expected all along, that it was his job to lose, that Jordan Howard would need almost a miracle to get the job right out of the, the gate. It's, it's these running backs who are drafted, you know, fourth, fifth round, who have guys ahead of them, you know, they need it. You know, they need to either just be amazing or have an injury to get that. So I guess my point is it's, you know, if we did this show six to eight months from now and we look back, you're going to say, oh, well, you know, Todd, you took Devontae Booker when Jordan Howard was the right answer. But right now when you're looking at the two of them, uh, to me it was almost a coin flip between the two of them as far as, you know, who's going to be the better player and have the better opportunity. So a lot of this still has to play out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you're this, absolutely this, correct. You know, this, a lot of this still has to play out. And, you know, I really appreciate that you um, put in the time to study these and go over them with me. Uh, I'm very interested to see, you know, how this kind of plays out. Uh, to anyone in the league, uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you listened, um, great respect for all of you. Looking forward to competing with you. Um, maybe you'll come on during the year uh, when we're heading toward the playoffs and we can relook at this, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. See some of the transactions over some of the uh, waiver wire pickups and whatnot. All right. So um, anything you'd like to promote before we get out of here? Uh, not off the top of my head. All right. Well, you can. Uh, why don't you at least give everyone where they can find you on Twitter? Okay. You can find me on Twitter at RLKania80. That's R-L-K-A-N-I-A-8-0. And uh, also find me at ffcouchcoach.com. I have a couple of articles awesome. up there from a little bit behind, and that's where you can find this podcast, too. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, you know, uh, First Dynasty League, Swimming with Sharks. Feel like I hung in there, and uh, unfortunately, instead of a song tonight, I'm going to play you a little bit of a skit that I did. Um, before the, the, he really fell apart, I did a little bit of a skit for Johnny Manziel called 2015, A Rehab Odyssey. I'm going to lead you out with that uh, with that skit right now. Hope everyone enjoys it. Ryan, thanks again for doing the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Todd. Have a great night. 2015, A Rehab Odyssey. Come on, gang. Work those thighs. Who's got a pelvis? Now do some arm circle things. Add a little jazz to it. Now, now, do, now do this. Now let me see you boogie. What's my name? Johnny Jam Boogie. Johnny, what are you doing?
I'm doing aerobics. I'm Johnny Aerobics. No, you are Johnny Rehab. What are you doing? I remember now. I'm Johnny Football. No, you are not Johnny Football anymore. You are Johnny Rehab. I remember now. You all's right. I am Johnny Rehab. I gotta remember that. It's okay. You are not yourself when you're hungry. Here, have a Snickers. Thank you, Hal. Mmm. That is tasty. Mmm. Hey, what am I doing? Eating a Snickers bar. I'm f***ing Snickers bar. I want some blow or some weed. Hal, you gotta help me out. I need just a little something to take the edge off. Hal, please. Please, Hal, anything. Just a little taste. Oh, Johnny, this is so sad. You are a complete screw-up and cannot be trusted. First, you end up in rehab, and then you work hard, only to fall back into the same habits, and now you are third string. Do you want to be out of the league completely, all because you want another taste? Yes, yes, anything, just a, just some dancing girls. Where's my dollar bill? I need to roll it up. Oh, heavens, heavens me. Guards, guards. Please take Mr. Johnny back to his cell, I mean his room, and take away his key, and all rights are now revoked. No, no, anything, just a little bit, just a little, please, no, I'm Johnny Football. Snickers, it satisfies, unless you are a drug addict. And then you will just end up in rehab under my care. Now, about time I go check on Josh Gordon. Boy, those Browns sure do keep me busy. Meep.